just a quick editor's note at the top here we were going to talk about kickstarter games as a whole and the topic of kickstarter but we didn't really have too much to say that wasn't already said um so we just kind of decided to not talk about that but there is still mention of that in the episode so if you hear about it just know we're not going to get to that um and enjoy the episode thanks Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we're going to do something a little bit different than what we normally do. No. Um, we had talked about uh, playing a game called Heaven Will Be Mine, which is a visual novel. Um, it seemed really interesting and really cool, so we said, hey, let's do that. And then we started playing it and realized this but it is going to be... a it just no, wasn't. No, Duncan's lying. Duncan's <laughs> lying so hard. Um, that game is, as it turns out, way more dense than I thought it was going to be. And it we expected it to be like an hour and a half, but it really does seem like we're going to need to do multiple routes of that game in order to kind of talk about it. Uh, and there's a lot going on there, so we're going to have to spend a little bit more time with it in order to have a conversation that doesn't boil down to just like, man, that was cool, right? Yeah, that was cool. Because um, that's not good podcasting, as it turns out, and we don't want to turn the clock back three years to when we used to do that more. So uh, we decided last minute to play a different game. Um, specifically, we decided to play a demo for a game that is on Kickstarter right now called Black Book. Um, you can find the demo for free on Steam or on Kickstarter. Uh, might be on itch. I don't know off the top of my head. It's a game developed by, I want to pronounce it as Morteshka or Morteshka. I don't know. Um, so I apologize if I get that wrong, but we thought it'd be kind of interesting to to play a demo of a game that kind of gives you a an idea of what it's going to be about, an idea of kind of what it's going for, um, and then to talk about, you know, where it's at right now, what we enjoyed about it, what we think maybe we'll end up changing, what we want to see out of the full product, and then hopefully lead into kind of a larger discussion about Kickstarter in general and crowdfunded games and kind of our history with that and our experience, you know, being funders or looking at projects and kind of talking about projects and, and kind of go from there. Um, so I think I think that'll make for a relatively interesting episode. We'll all find out together. Um, yeah. So so first off, we should probably tell you a little bit about what Black Book is. This one, if you're looking at a Steam, it's Black Book Prologue because it's just the prologue portion of it. Um, I will walk you through the story and then uh, the very brief story that they give. And then, um, Duncan, do you want to walk through the gameplay after that? Sure. Sound good? Yeah. All right, so my job's easy because I'm literally going to read the first three pages on the Kickstarter summary because <laughs> it's very um, straightforward and there's not, you know, most of the story is not in here yet. Um, so in Black Book, you play a young girl named Vasilisa who's destined to become a witch but then decides to throw her fate away and marry her beloved. Um, and this is all at the very beginning of the game. Uh, but that dream is shattered when her betrothed dies under mysterious circumstances. Aching for her lost love, Vasilisa seeks out Black Book, a demonic artifact said to be powerful enough to grant any wish to the one who uncovers all seven of its seals. Um, so in this, you will step into the shoes of a devil-fighting sorceress and travel the province of Sheridan to unseal the Black Book and solve the plights of people in need. Um, again, straight from Kickstarter, 100% back of the box, um, but there's not, you know, of the seven chapters, the prologue is the only one that's out, so I don't really want to give a, a story summary beyond that, but that should give you an idea of the setting, which is going to become a crucial talking point and kind of generally what they're going for here. 
Um, and Duncan, why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about the gameplay? So the gameplay, it's a turn-based card system battle where you have a set of cards that you're choosing from two of in each sort of suit. So like you have a key suit and a face suit or something like that, and you have two choices for each of those suits, and you sort of build a spell out of that. So like you have three slots, and you sort of pick two um, for a, a, a sort of base slot, and then you have something that's called like a key, and you'll pick two pages for that one as well. So it's kind of like it's one a lot like the Slay the Spire too, and it's in its gameplay um, of having a, uh, a, a sort of like you can build a shield to take a hit. You know what the enemy is going to do next turn. So you sort of plan around what the enemy is going to do next turn, as well as kind of chain your spells a lot to deal maximum damage. Um, in between, there are uh, times where you can build your deck and sort of take cards in and out of it. There's not a lot of that in the demo right now, obviously, uh, but mm -hmm. you know you can definitely see its structure there. Um, the other thing is that this is a, this is not a roguelike game, which is really important to know if, you know, if you're coming from being a fan of something like Slay the Spire or anything like that, or any other sort of, uh, card games that are based around the system, it is, it seems like it's going to be a consistent, like, you know, beginning to end story with this, uh, sort mm -hmm. of deck building, which is interesting. I, I think that's, that's a, a really cool part about it. So, um, a lot of it is just about chaining things and making the most effective um, sort of combo for yourself. Yeah. Interestingly, it's not a roguelike, but it has a lot of roguelike elements in yeah. the way that you move in terms of like, you know, between these combat sequences are like little narrative sequences, but you're also like choosing nodes to move down a map to get to the next objective. And then those nodes are frequently like, you know, a little story bit with one of three choices that will then have, a, you know, an outcome that will have a mechanical impact on the game one way or another. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that is extremely, you know, FTL. That is extremely Slay the Spire. That's extremely um, roguelike type of design. But again, it, it, I, I think if you were to replay this, it would probably be the same notes every time. So it's, it's really interesting that they they went for that, but still decided to stick to the, you know, RPG story-based thing. Well, I think, and, and another thing that I failed to mention was that the um, choices that Alex mentioned that you go along the way, some of these are based on your knowledge of some of the creatures that you encounter. Like, there are pretty much only two, maybe three types of, like, issues that are going on, and it's mostly just demons. Um, so mm -hmm. you, as you kind of progress, these characters are like, hey, um, all of my silverware and pots and pans are, like, all over the place, and I don't know what's going on. And you have to decide, like, okay was the reason you got demons because you didn't cross the silverware or you left a window open or you didn't draw a circle around you or, you know, there's a lot of different uh, sort of like knowledge checks in a way where you have to go back and read some of your own lore of things you discovered to sort of um, to, to capture that. It also has like areas where you just walk around and explore and like find items and stuff like that, which is, which yeah. is pretty unique again for, for this, type of weird uh genre mix in a way mm -hmm. yeah and and i want to i want to 
zoom in on that kind of knowledge check thing that Duncan was talking about because I don't know about you, but for me, this was definitely, I think, the coolest part of the game, mm-hmm. um, which is like that knowledge that you're pulling from. It's not just like you making a guess or you rolling a check based on what you have, right? That's like there are in the kind of menu, there is um, one of the tabs is literally like, hey, here is encyclopedia entries about this style of thing, right? This whole thing, like this whole game is based on like, northern slavic mythology um, and culture and everything like that so you have what's actual encyclopedia tabs that they've written out for like various rooms and demons and stories but then you have a, a different tab and i'm going to mispronounce this but i'm gonna give it a shot anyway i want to say it's balishkas i don't know if that's correct so i apologize because i butchered <laughs> it but it's essentially just like really brief stories that are um, I believe they're like allegedly true stories about um, people meeting with various spirits and demons. Um, and and those stories give you all the information you need to correctly make these like knowledge checks, like Duncan was saying, for you to correctly go, oh, you're getting this type of demon because you didn't cross your silverware, which is what happened in one of these stories, right? So I think it's a it's a really interesting system they've built to be like, hey, if you want to engage with like, the mythos and the culture a little bit more you are mechanically rewarded for actually like learning and understanding these things and i think that's a really really interesting twist to put into a game like this yeah and what's neat about it is you're not forced to either right like i could i could just guess completely blind and it's not gonna and it not enable me to like get to the end of the game you know it's gonna make my run harder i'm sure because you don't get as much experience but it doesn't Mm -hmm. end anything or like it doesn't kill you so if you have no interest in that kind of stuff you don't really need to do it um and i feel like you could probably get by by just guessing but i think you'd be cheating yourself out of a good experience did you find those uh, i'm gonna keep calling them knowledge checks because they're not like you know D &D knowledge checks but it's checking your knowledge pretty much uh did you Did you find those challenging at all, or were they pretty simple for you, or, you know, what, what did you feel? Yeah, I mean, there's there's only the, what, like, two two or three? I think there's, the, like, the three game. or four I ran into. Um, yeah. Maybe, Simple. yeah. So there's only a few, and most of them are written in such a way that if you just choose the one that seems more demonically or spiritually inclined, you'll probably get it right. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't find them... You know, I didn't just want to make that choice. I wanted to, like, actually find the answer. And I didn't it. find any of them too hard yeah me either i and and it definitely wasn't a problem i think they were actually really well like written to balance um of like Mm -hmm. we didn't hide this in a subtext where you have to like look at the first word of each entry or something you know stupid (laughs) like that but it was very like this is a really reasonable answer and it is in the encyclopedia if you really want to double check um and i think that is a a really cool uh thing to do so i want to Kind of yeah, take I, a tr- I just I want to yeah, yeah. touch on that real well, quick. Well, I want to I want to. <laughs> okay, uh, I just wanted I wanted to mention that I think the the writing for those things is really important because you know like we'd mentioned it's not too hard, um, but the the short little narratives they give you are like they feel like tales that you would tell children or something like that, which has a really cool feel, but also they are the correct length so that reading them doesn't completely ruin the pace of the game, right? If they were like, hey, here's this really cool traditional one that's four pages long, I would maybe engage with it like once or twice, and then I would just be done with it because I would want to continue on with the game. But they're like, you know, one to two paragraphs at most, and I think that like it's being like the, that succinct makes it more likely that people will engage with it yeah there's to- some total like mother goose sort sort of stories or what what's that um 
Oh, there's a show around it. Um, uh, Couldn't help you out They're about here, creepy man. stories. It's a book about creepy stories. Goosebumps. No. I'm never going to think about it. Yep, but I got nothing. I got literally it, this, nothing for you. The stories are very much like a young boy followed a trail of bread, and it was a demon the whole time, and then the kid got eaten. Like, they're yeah, better than they're, that, but they're like... They're short fairy tales. Is what Like, really, really, really short fairy tales, essentially. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, cautionary tales for the most part, it seems like. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, the main characters, whose name I'm just forgetting right now, right now... Vasilisa. Vasilisa, thank you. So, um, Vasilisa, uh, as, as you mentioned in the um, in this brief story summary, is sort of trying to get her husband back from hell, presumably, or whatever their version of it is. Or I guess they yeah. say hell. I, I think it's just hell. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah, just hell from hell. Um, I I found this kind of like a a decent mystery that I'm actually kind of interested in to be like okay you know because she's convinced that he didn't actually take his own life but Mm -hmm. i don't know i i feel like by the end of this there's no way that like he almost didn't and i kind of like this narrative thread of someone like ruining because like by doing this i would think that if she's interacting with this many demons and like you know uh taking control of them and stuff like that i'm not sure if that's really s- smiled upon. I feel like that's pretty frowned upon. So I feel like she's dragging herself there as well. Like, what do you think about this story overall? And like, what what are you what are you that's... looking forward to it? And what did you how did you feel about it when you walked through? Talking from a character standpoint, less of a world building. Yeah, I I, I want to address real quick something you said there because I think it's really interesting. You're talking about like taking control of these demons and and doing you know this and that and it not being you know smiled upon but actually from the the tone of the game i didn't necessarily get the idea that interfering with demons was inherently frowned upon or being um, a witch. interfering or being a witch yeah it, it seemed uh, it, it seemed more like she was doing a service to people um again you know the easiest comparison would be something like the witcher which is you know kind of a softball this is also kind of Slavic in nature, I think even some of the same creature names are probably pulled from the same you know myths, myths and things like that. But um, you know, Vasilisa is much more of a hey, you will also be providing advice. You will also not necessarily be killing everything you run into. Um, so I don't think that you know consorting with demons is inherently oh this is bad and she shouldn't be doing this right because the only time like there is a mechanical element in the game um, which I think is referred to as sin which doesn't you know, play into any impact in the demo as far as I know. Maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't. I just didn't realize it. Um, but it says that it will impact the ending you can get, and it will impact, you know, journeys and options and things like that you get in the future. And you don't get that for interacting with demons. You only get that when you are doing something that, like, negatively intera- like mm-hmm. interferes with the people around you or takes advantage of people. So the game, at least mechanically, doesn't seem to be Concerned inherently... Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like there's anything wrong with that. Hmm. Um, it seems like it is actually kind of telling you, like, hey, this is fine as long as you are treating people well at the same time, which I think is a really interesting idea. And I, I'm I'm interested in the final product to see if they kind of expand on that at all. Um, in terms of from a character standpoint, I I am intrigued. Um, I don't, you know, we don't meet a lot of the characters in the game or we don't get a lot of the characters in the game in the demo because it is, again, a demo. We're not really intended right. to too much. Um, but I am kind of, 
I, I find myself curious, I would say, more than, um, like, attached to this story, but I definitely am curious in terms of, like, where this all goes and how, you know, being, like, how Vasilisa is perceived as being a witch. Um, I actually probably think that this story will end with some, like, highly supernatural element. I don't think, like, I think that her betrothed didn't take his own life. I think there's gonna be something in there, just, you know, with the way everything is going, but I don't know. Mm. Um, so I, I'm very curious to see where it goes, but I'm mostly curious because I want to know, like, you know, the views on this from the developers and the views on this from the, you know, in, in terms of how people look at this in the game world. What about what about you? Where are you coming at with all that? Yeah, so I think there's... It's kind of the same thing that you were saying, but, like, I have a lot of intrigue for where they're going, but I wasn't... I definitely wasn't attached to, you know any of the characters right away, which is really hard, obviously really hard to do in that time span. Um, I think part of the, (laughs) part of the issue that I may have with these characters is I'm not particularly in love with the art for them right now. And it's like not Hmm. saying anything on like the develop, you know, like, like, Hey, like, I don't think the art is bad. I'm just, I just don't get a lot from the style of the drawings or the models and it doesn't really bring me into the world that much for for at least the the two main characters and you know that that stuff may change in the future i don't really know what you know what is planned to be changed along the way mm-hmm. um but it's it's weird that that influences me in a way where it's like the 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 appearance of these characters is making me kind of just be less interested in them it sounds very like vain <laughs> but i don't know it, it just there, there's something that there's not a lot of unique features on vasilisa or old e- igor that kind of like bring me bring me in there by the way old igor is your mentor and your grandpa <laughs> yeah we should we should have mentioned that he also was you know had was looked in at becoming or maybe did become a i think they just refer to the male witches as witchers um, yeah but was not I able do, to break any of the seals of the black book like you were immediately. I do like the the bit where it's just like, oh, you you broke the first seal. Oh, I've been trying to do that for fucking ten years. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Like I did like that. Um, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. There, there's uh, she doesn't have a lot of character yet. Um, and I think that's I, something I think that, that's fair. that she needs a little bit. But again, first like fifty minutes, so you can't really. She doesn't seem to take anything on it's very like okay yep i am a vessel for the player which is okay but i don't it's a game where i don't feel like the this protagonist should be a vessel and that's that's fair i think my assumption is that i think that'll change going further into the story i think as she comes into her own she'll become more of a you know she'll have a little bit more agency in what she's actually doing um is, is my hope i don't necessarily know um I think it's interesting that the visual style of the character didn't necessarily not only not work for you, but um, like explicitly made you less interested in them. Um, I, you know, I don't have any high level thought about that. Like I, I kind of liked the character models, but they didn't, you know, impact my decision one way or the other. Yeah. Um, so I do, I do think that's kind of interesting that they, you know, she just kind of has didn't a click blank stare on her all the time, and I don't know. There's something. I don't know. There, there's nothing past that, really. To be honest, I've sort of yeah, stumped us. How did you feel about the um, 
the design of the various monsters you run into because you run into like a giant shadow dog initially and you run into most of the demons are like really kind of shadowy figures um yeah and then the demon you fight at the end is very much not shadowy he's like kind of large blue demon boy i don't have a good way to describe him i didn't know where i was going with that description yeah no i know what you're saying though um i think that a lot of the monster models are exactly what they need to be um i think Mm -hmm. they're they're very like sort of low level demon shadow creature kind of things and i actually really really like the last boss model the uh the basically the just dude with demon wings but he's got like a (laughs) a beard and stuff like that and blue skin and like i don't know there was just something i liked his model i wasn't a super big fan of his art like the 2d art but i really like um his model and his like position and sort of just like his rig and i don't know there was something i liked about the simplicity of his character i think there's a lot of beautiful there's a lot of beautiful simplicity in some of some of the stuff in here and i know that kind of contradicts what i was saying like like i want more them to have more stuff (laughs) i don't like like how character this simple or how simple this character looks but there's just so much (laughs) simplicity everywhere in the yeah maybe i think i i I think i want to redact what i was saying about the looks of it i think it was more about like how uh vasilisa plays more like a vessel than a um, Mm -hmm. a unique character in the world i think that's more the issue i have uh, but anyways, that's fair. Yeah. And I think that's like, I, I do want to, I want to sit with that just a little bit more because I do think that um, art design is really interesting for games like this. Um, and again, this is an RPG. So a lot of the, um, you know, concerns that I have with this or a lot of the points I'm going to bring up are more towards things like roguelikes. But, I, you know, the natural comparison to this game is Slay the Spire for, I think, both of us, partially because it shares a lot of the mechanics, partially because the Steam page and Kickstarter, like, distinctly reference Slay the Spire as a big influence. Um, and Slay the Spire has virtually no storytelling in it whatsoever, right? Like, you show up as Spire, you got to climb to the top, you play one of a bunch of different characters. There's essentially no dialogue except for, like, small little scenes where you get, you know, a blurb here and there about what's happening. You have to make a choice. And I think that relegates a lot of the feel of the game to be um, heavily carried by the art style and specifically by the enemy and character design. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like when I think about Slay the Spire, it feels very distinct in my mind. Like it, it feels like there are kind of subgroups in the Spire um, that are never explicitly defined. Um, So I do think enemy design specifically ends up carrying a lot more weight than I tended to consciously recognize when I play through a game in terms of it telling me a lot about the story and the world and the characters, um, which is why I was kind of interested in what you thought about that. And like, I, you know, this game starts, the first enemy you fight is a giant shadow dog, which I was all the way in for because I think that is like a really cool design and I'm always there for it. Um, But then the more the demons became just sort of, you know, small shadow creatures over and over again, the less interested I kind of became in the enemy design. Mm. So I, I'm hopeful that we, we see maybe a little bit more variation. You know, again, this is like essentially chapter zero of seven chapters, right? So there's a lot of room for them to grow and change and do different things. And I don't even know if I got all the optional fights, um, but I am, I'm very hopeful that we get a little bit more with that enemy design because I think it can inform so much about the world. Well, yeah, I, I think we will in, in a, in the most like best hopeful world. I think that, they're they're planning to sort of make uh, like 
get as much sort of witch demon like lore as possible out there and i think almost Mm -hmm. all of these are like based around like fiendish creatures that do different things or you know like play with you uh did you get the one where it's a bear did you get the bear one i don't think i did okay yeah you someone asks you you to follow them because they're travelers and then if you like start to run away you trip and then you're like, oh, it's the normal traveler's feet. And then you look up and it's a bear for some reason. And, uh, oh. they, and then you fight like a cool, weird shadow bear. Uh, so I think they have some creative ideas in the in the works for some of those. So, yeah, I think um, yeah. I think I, 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 I agree with you with what you're saying about like, you know, uh, Slay the Spire versus this in the, the terms of like the appearance of the enemies, though. Um, so I... I'd be remiss to not just like when we, you know, we use Slay the Spire as a touchstone for the mechanics of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to ask you how you feel about when games are pinned as a like blank light game, like a souls like game or a, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of different definitions of blank light games. Um, yeah. So what, what do you draw a line when it comes to saying like this game is like this game does that bother you when people say that like i i think that's kind of obvious that it bothers most people who like to critique things that's like you can't just say that something is like something but when Mm -hmm. does it come to the point of uh, like copying something and when does it come to the point of using it as inspiration yeah so there's two different questions there for sure um in terms of the something like, oh, this is a Souls-like, or this is, you know, uh, you know, if you're talking about this, this is Slay the Spire-like or whatever, I think it is a very useful shorthand if you're trying to give somebody who also has that touchstone a very um, brief description or feeling of the game um, or the, the way that it plays. I think when it becomes a problem is when you kind of leave it there. Right. When you say like, oh, it's a souls like and just assume that people know exactly what you mean or, you know, don't expand on what makes it different or in what way it's a souls like. Right. Because, you know, typically when people say it's a souls like what they mean is like, oh, it has very like weighty and intentional combat and it's like, you know, 3D kind of over the shoulder and, you know, it's really punishing for failure or missteps things like that but they also could very easily be referring to the fact that it's like oh it's a very kind of ephemeral story that is not all directly given to you or the story is you know told in pieces where it's really easy to miss entire subplots if you're not at the right place at the exact right time Um, like there's if you're going to use that terminology which i don't mind i think you have to say oh you know it's a souls like in that it does this, but also it does this, right? Like, it can be a good starting point for a comparison mm-hmm. or a critique, but it can't be, like, the end point also. And I, I feel like some people lazily do just use it as a, oh, well, we'll do this, and then we'll move on, and you understand what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, it depends on the way that you use it. Um, in terms of where does it become copied and where does it become a unique experience, that's a really interesting question that i don't know that i have a good answer for um because i think that there's nothing wrong with like inherently um like liking a design of something and then trying to pull elements of that design in where it works and then just modify it right like you know in the tabletop role-playing scene there's a lot of different books that take inspiration from other books or straight up just do a hack of one book into a different you know, setting and slightly different system that works better. And those I don't view as copies. I view as like heavily inspired, like 
creations that you know have a, a very distinct source that it's paying homage to mm-hmm. um at the point when it becomes copying, like I, I want to be clear, this game absolutely does not become copying of Slay the Spire or anything like that, right? This right. game feels distinctly like it is just, you know, pulling inspiration from. I feel like it becomes copying, A, if you don't acknowledge where the inspiration is coming from, um, and B, if you don't have, like, a creative reason for this to be different. If you're just like, I really like Slay the Spire, I'm going to make that again, but I'll change some art assets and some writing, and then that'll be it. Right. But it'll Literal still be a rogue. Like you'll still, go, <laughs> yeah. If you're literally just doing this, if, if a lawyer has a case against yeah. you, it's probably not good. Yeah, it's obviously copying. I think, I don't know. I, I'm really conflicted when it comes to this conversation because the first fight I did, I was kind of. I kind of felt that copy feeling where I'm like, there's there's a lot here that feels like it could grow into something else, but it feels like a slower thing, like a slower version of the thing I, like, I've already played. And I think they do a lot to expand on it, but the, at a certain point, there's something about like, okay, you know, you know what the enemy's going to do next. You have selections between attacking and blocking and enhancing your attacks or enhancing your blocks. And I think that you're going to run into some... I think you're going to run into some issues with people seeing or hearing it and thinking that they're going to offer the same mechanical weight as slay the spire which i don't think that this game is going to deliver that same amount i think that you know it's it is going to deliver a certain like focus on those uh the deck building and stuff like that but i think when you Mm -hmm. have a consistent like this is a story from beginning to end you have the exact same cards going through that you earn i'm not sure how mechanically sound that is there's something in my mind that's like i don't know i i feel like i'm gonna find the easiest way to win or you know like the best rotation and just sort of Mm -hmm. copy it however i can see them you know being like okay this is best for these kind of enemies and this is best for those kind of enemies but uh, and i'm not saying this is like this just can't work but i guess this is in two layers of saying like on the first layer, even though it's a completely unique game, there's something about it mechanically that just has, like, that in my mind, in my feelings, I feel like it borrows a little bit too much, and I want them to be able to go away with, you know, like, with their own sort of ways to make new and interesting card mechanics and stuff like that to not say that they won't Mm -hmm. but that i'm not seeing it quite yet but i don't know there's i don't i'm I'm feeling very i'm feeling very conflicted and i and i I was like i'll i'll definitely come to a conclusion by the time i have this conversation but (laughs) i I guess i just didn't so i want to i want to kind of parse out what you said there to make sure i understand what you're getting at which it sounded like you were kind of making two points one was that you think that they um maybe held 
true to too many core design tenets that are in Slay the Spire while not necessarily being able to expand on them in the same way that they do in Slay the Spire, um, which kind of gives you the feeling that it is, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of aping that style. Um, and it sounds like the other point you were making was you don't know that the lack of mechanical complexity will stay interesting for the entire game. Is it? Am I understanding right? Or did yeah, I just understand something? Yeah, I there? think I think that plus sort of like I just don't know if having that format in a long form non roguelike experience is going to to stay f- fre- not fresh is going to stay sound. I don't, I don't know. It's it's very, like... I feel like I could get bored very quickly with the mechanics and just want to be like, okay, let me get this fight done because I want to hear about the cool Slavic stories and see the enemies and stuff like that. That's my concern, yeah. but I... You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's a reasonable concern, right? I was kind of feeling that by the end, and I think part of... Um, part of the reason of that, right, again, and I'm going to do a comparison directly to Slay the Spire, is, like, the... Like you were saying, the mechanical complexity is is just not there yet at this point. And again, that does not mean that it won't be. That does not mean that things are, you know, there's not going to release 40 new cards to completely change everything, right? right? But, like, part of the appeal of Slay the Spire was not just that you had, like, attack and defense and poison cards. The appeal was that you had, like, attack and defense and poison cards that you were then balancing with other cards that shuffled up um, your deck quickly or allowed you to search for a specific thing or interacted in interesting ways with based on what the enemies were doing or allowed you to kind of build a deck where you were, like, slowly growing more powerful turn over turn over turn. And, like, the lack of those cards right now did make it feel like mostly every turn I was going, okay, well, if they're not attacking, I'm going to do as much damage as possible. And if they are attacking, I'm just going to put up a bunch of block and then next turn they won't do any damage and I'll be good, Um, which I think is not a terribly interesting loop. Um, Again, I think that pretty much just becomes solved by increasing the complexity of the cards or becomes closer to solved. Um, But I think, you know, my feeling when I played this game was that it will not be as mechanically interesting as some other card games. It will hopefully grow in complexity and still be fun, um, but that the um, kind of pieces surrounding it, right, that storytelling, that kind of deep dive into the Slavic culture um, ends up being maybe more of the draw of the game and that the the actual card battle mechanics are still interesting, but kind of if you're just looking for a really intense card battler, this probably isn't the game that I would go to. That was my my initial read on it when yeah. I when I finished it. So I think it kind of does line up with what you say. I hope that I end up being wrong, and I, I hope that it ends up doing both completely well. But if it can only do one really well, I think I would probably rather do like the interesting look at Slavic culture because right. that's something that you don't see very much in games. Um, but I think that's totally fair. Like I think that is a completely reasonable feeling to walk away with. You know, and they do other things, right? There's kind of um. You know, there are, like, items that you can use mid-battle that have different effects on either the enemy or yourself. And there's equipment that you'll get, which, again, is roughly just artifacts. But, you know, we'll see how that kind of pans out. Um, It looked like the actual building of your deck was going to get more and more complex as time went on in terms of restrictions, in terms of kind of the different ways that you build these spells. Um, I also, I just kind of feel like the animations were cool, but maybe a little bit too slow. So it took a long time to do what I assumed to like, what I immediately knew was going to be, I'm going to do three damage here. And then I just had to, you had to wait, wiggle your arms wait. around while a cool particle effect happened in your hands every time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which was cool for the first two or three times. And I was like, I hope they had a fast mode after this, where it just, 
goes a little bit quicker because it's taking a little too long. Yeah, I think that's a um, feedback that they'll probably receive a lot. I, I didn't really want to go too deep into it because I'm like, there's no way that nobody isn't sick of this animation right now. <laughs> or they right. know but it. But I wonder, you know. I'm genuinely curious how much of that like is our complaint though, right? Because if I think about the early, you know, first five fights in Slay the Spire, right? Most of the time... I'm just attacking and defending. It just goes really quick. Like, the first five fights in Slay the Spire takes me, you know, six minutes, if that. This one took me 50 minutes. So if all the things just moved quicker, maybe this would feel like less of a concern for me personally. Yeah, I, I think the the speed of the battles is an important um, an important factor as well. So uh, very hopeful thoughts, I think, from both of us because I really yeah. like the idea of everything going on here. Again, they're concerns, not critiques, because um, what we have yeah. here is the product is is pretty solid for for exactly what it is. Um, so then it's also it's a demo. It is a demo from an early build of a game. So right. like, and um, I do just want to you know from reading the Kickstarter page, I wanted to give a, 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 just a quick shout out. It seems like um, they had this idea to do this game rooted in Slava culture. Um, and I believe most of the developers have some of a background with it, uh, but it seems like they are really going for it and really trying to handle it correctly and make sure that what they are doing is true to form. And, you know, said they were, you know, consulting primary text. They were working with um, like historians and um, anthropologists to make sure that things were accurate. So um, props to that, because that is actually something that I think is really important to do if you're going to tackle and make that kind yeah. of your primary focus do your research you know um it's important because um you may be like you may be like thinking okay i'm gonna make this game where um there's like you know a minotaur and a maze and stuff like that and there's an an adventure player you're trying to get away from it and you may have like thought about the map and you're like okay i'll just put them on opposite sides but then you do your research and realize the minotaur should always start in the center you know that, that's just Weird. It, it's a Weird. It, it's it's in a personal j- joke we'll probably cut this out but um that is something that i'm working on and then alex is like isn't there like a don't they like start in the middle of the maze or something like that or wasn't that like you know wasn't the minotaur in the center of the maze and i realized that i hadn't read a single thing about minotaurs so you know we can we can really get wrapped up in our own headcanon of things of like this is what this should sound like or this is how this should work so you know doing research and making sure you've got things right is usually better for yourself and for everything else because now it's a little bit more fun not gonna lie Mm -hmm. uh hey there you go so moving on from that i want to i want to talk a lot more to say about that than i thought we did what we had a lot more to say about that demo than I thought we yeah, would. Yeah, um, I want to talk about your hopes for this game's full release date before I think we kind of transition into talking about like the Kickstarter topic because this isn't really something we've ever dived into. So I feel like it's going to... We'll obviously talk about this game, but I want to pick your brain a little bit about it. So uh, in regards to Black Book, though, specifically, what are your sort of hopes and dreams for it? I think we've... I think we've said a lot here, but was there anything that you didn't mention? Um, you know, not particularly. I think that, like I said, the formula they have is really interesting. If they just continue to expand on it in really smart ways as it goes forward, um, I think I'll end up enjoying the product a lot. Again, I really want um, a little bit more mechanical complexity. Um, I really like the kind of narrative hooks, the um, focus on 
Slavic culture in a way that's like, hey, if you actually do the reading of this stuff, then you will mechanically benefit. Like, I really want them to lean into that because I think it's incredibly cool. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm just I'm excited to see where they go with it and how all these larger pieces fit together and go down the road. But I think the 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 outline they have set down works for me really well. Yeah. Is, there, is there anything you were interested in seeing as they go yeah, forward? Yeah, just a couple, like, shout-out things that I really liked is uh, Alex mentioned that uh, sin system when we were talking about, like, you know, yeah. that character. And I like the idea that your small choices throughout the game influence the sort of uh, town in general as well as the ending it sounds a lot like like hey if you have a mm. lot of sin by the end you're going to get a different ending not to say you yeah know, that'll be any worse of an ending it's just going to be very different um which i'm sure might be disappointing by the end but i generated a considerable amount of sin um <laughs> because i'm like oh whatever it's a demo i don't care but also a- another <laughs> sort of small problem i wanted to bring up was uh, there was there were sometimes words that did not that I was not able to sort of comprehend or like um, objects or nouns and things like that that were not in the encyclopedia as well um, that were related to a choice that I had to make. I'm like, I don't know mm. what this is, so I'm just going to select a random option, um, which <laughs> may be just my dumb vocabulary. But uh, yeah, it, it, that was another. I, I mean, it definitely. I think they there's a couple of points of dialogue where they do the the thing that is really smart that I've started to see in a ton of games ever since Pyre did it, um, which I'm sure it was done before that, but that popularized it where you mouse over something and it gives you like a brief blurb about it. Oh, um, I didn't. There were a couple that. points where they did that. But they didn't do it for everything that I was kind of concerned or confused about. Yeah. I'm sure I, – I expect they'll expand on that. I expect they'll do that for more and more words in the cool. um, full release. But, yeah, that's definitely um, something that I, I agree. I think they could they could use with a little more clarity And there. the only other thing that's very small but I love very, very much is I love when there is a goal in mind that has like a set number to align with chapters and feeling like you're getting through the game. I don't know why, but it being like, okay, there's eight seals and you got to get them all. There's something about that that triggers something in my brain that's like, well, I got to get the seven seals. I got to get them all. I must. <laughs> I must. I must purchase this game and get all the seals. Um, and I think it's. A, Were you extremely a? I have to catch all 151 Pokemon kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my dream, but I never did it. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, it was very hard. Yeah, it was very tough. I had to have friends and stuff like that. So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on. Um. The, um, so yeah, I like collecting. I gotta go for a little bit. I, I just oh, realized no. something about my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think, is that, is that everything we had to say about the game itself? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, so I think that's pretty much everything we have to say about the game. So, so Duncan, do you have any, uh, any like hot takes about Kickstarter to start this conversation off? You're so greedy, Alex. You're so greedy. You know, you'd rather take your hot. You'd rather hear me take my hot takes on you know Kickstarter and how it's this is corrupt system. That's all in your head, dude. It's a perfect platform, okay? And 
what I want you all to do right now is I want you to play this black book demo. If you liked what you heard from us talking about it, go out and try the demo. And then I want you to look at their Kickstarter because you know what? They've got 66K. Their goal was 35, but they've got some pretty cool um, stretch goals. Their $10,000 one is, or $100,000 one is a like, is a roguelike mode, which could be really interesting. And the 75,000 one, which I think is a lot more uh, reachable, is that they're going to add a story branch that will uh, lead Mysterious Raven to join you as a companion. But is he a friend? Is he, Alex? So I think instead of talking about Kickstarter, we should just plug this Black Book Kickstarter, go on, back that project. They got 23 days to go play this demo i know i'm gonna pledge my 25 dollars thoughts from player one official 25 usd for that game copy and our name in the credits you'll see tfp1 in the credits by 2021 wow wow so yeah that's our that's my thing i really i i i'm very interested to see what they do i think we're both extremely happy by games that try something different narratively and mechanically and i think black book is doing both yeah yeah um duncan real quick during the break you said you were gonna make me sound like a fool for asking you about hot takes and then what you did was just become a corporate shill (laughs) and also say that kickstarter is perfect and there's no problems Uh with it like i don't think i just don't feel like i came out of that looking like a fool yeah i don't did you want to did you want to just like throw a couple of insults at me and then you can just edit them in throughout every and i'll do like a couple of reaction takes and you can put that together alex not We've done this. We can't do this every week. <laughs> you ask me this every week. You call me on Discord and you say, Duncan, can you throw a couple insults my way? I'll record it. We can't do this every week. I'm done with it, dude. Don't you have enough backed up? You, you literally have 40 plus minutes of me insulting you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's necessary for me to do this. Wow. Do you really want it? He turned it around. He turned it around. I tried to make a funny joke, and then he turned around and make it seem like I got a weird <laughs> fetish for him insulting me. <laughs> I, I didn't think he could do it, folks, but he did it. That's a Duncan original. That, that is my brand of comedy. If my brand of comedy is anything, it's I tried to make a funny joke, and you made me look like I had a weird fetish. <laughs> <laughs> your brand um uh, no i agree with everything you said except for kickstarter being a perfect platform though this, what's this wrong with cool it? game i'm i we're not gonna get into <laughs> it we don't have hot takes on it we have cold takes that we're all given in 2014 yeah, um yeah. but i think do back this project i think yeah let's get that 75 i, I want to see what that raven's up to that 75,000. yeah you said um you said something about it being like you know being more attainable and like i I honestly think they're probably going to hit the 100,000, right? Like, it's only been going for seven days or whatever, and they've already doubled their goal of what they initially asked for. Like, whoa, they're probably going to hit that 700, yeah, the 75,000. Dude, uh, the number just went up live. That's cool. Hey, there you go. So, yeah, go check it out. Black Book on Kickstarter. Um, Black Book, an RPG rooted in Slavic mythology. Um, Looks like it is going to come out to Switch, PS4, and Xbox. I didn't know that, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, a lot of backer rewards, like Duncan said, that are really cool, um, especially at the higher tier. So go check it out. If it seems interesting, you know, download the prologue, play through it. Hopefully you did that before this podcast where we talked about it a whole lot, but you know, I feel like you could still Um, play it at this point. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's worth it to kind of see everything we talked about, to see the art style, to kind of get a grasp on the writing and the tone and everything like that. Okay, uh, yeah, then, before uh, we leave, I do want to play one little game with you. Oh, the God. 700 <laughs> okay. USD or more. Oh, hold on. No, okay. All right, no, $700 USD or more. Help us design a combat card. Ooh. Now, can you and I sort of design one together right now? Now that is interesting. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, seven hundred dollars to help us design a combat card. A thousand dollars, you lose privilege to helping us design a combat card. <laughs> well, you help develop an in-game you event. Design an event, actually, which is obviously more impactful. But I think it's funny that it's just like, oh, actually, no, you don't get to do both. You get to do one or the all other. All right, all right. Let's actually do a, an in-game event. We'll do the thousand dollar tier. I think that would be way more interesting. You yeah, think, yeah. You think we've got the the Slavic mythology chops? Oh, it doesn't have to be Slavic mythology. They said we develop an in-game event. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the word help anywhere. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> they said, "Here's the code. Go ahead and and slap yourself together uh, in-game event, and then we ship it to the <laughs> we ship it that's, to Nintendo from us. They send you a GitHub link." <laughs> You code your own event and send it to them, and they say, we're not checking it. It's good. It's shipping, baby. Yeah. So what do we make? What do we it's make? It's real unfortunate if you don't know how to code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we make, though? Oh, I don't know, Duncan. What sort of a, what sort of an in-game event do you think we'd want it to um, be? I definitely want it to have a choice. It's got to have a okay, choice. Okay, all right. I think there's got to be a demon in there, of course, of course. What kind of demon is it? I feel like... Ooh, so we've seen wolf, we've seen bear, we've seen imps, right? Yeah, okay, all right. What if it was a bunch of eyeballs? Like you walked into a small cave and then there okay. was a ton of eyeballs. Like just a ton. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait to cut this out in post. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, we're designing a good side quest. <laughs> we did it. We are pledging $1,000 with this podcast, not actually, but in spirit with this question right here. So you walk into a cave and there's a bunch of eyeball stats. <laughs> oh my God, so <laughs> well, far. they're cool and spooky eyeballs, and it's all black. Well, obviously, Duncan. Yeah. Are they floating or are they on they're the walls? They're on the walls, but it's extremely small. Okay, all right. What's in the middle of the cave near all the eyeballs? There's got to be something in the middle that, like, the eyeballs are either looking towards or that draws your attention towards it and you gotta kinda like walk through all these peering eyes to get there. I see. Uh, they're mouths and they're insulting you. Don't get too excited. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Alex? Alex? Okay, they're insulting you. They, they, they can like read your mind and they're like telling you personal things that you feel uncomfortable about. Oh, okay. They're all like, right. you're... So it's a bunch of mouths on the floor of the cave in the yes! center. Yes! And a bunch of eyeballs on the side. Yes. What does the voice sound like in the center? Ooh, I think it's got kind of a... Uh, I think from outside the cave, you heard like a deep rumbling. And you're like, ooh, it's a deep voice. It's a deep demon voice. But inside, it's got like a really, really nasally kind of Gilbert Godfrey sort of voice. I think that's that's what we got in the give center. Me, that's that's what you're hearing yeah, out of there. Be, be a good writer and give me a voice line. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you want the vo you don't want the imitation. You want you want to give the Gilbert Godfrey. right. I want I want you to write me the line. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Off the top of my dome piece, a line that's insulting you, um, but is also revealing truths about yourself that you don't know. I'm literally um, looking at my fingernails like a 
like like a like an actor that doesn't really care what you're saying right now. Oh, very cool. You can't even see me and you're trying to give me sass. I like that. Of course you do. <laughs> I don't know, Duncan. You fucking All right, all right, all right. Top of your dome. All right. She he's like he's like um he's like mm. He's like your shoes are too big. Yeah. It wasn't the worst Gilbert Godfrey I've ever heard. It wasn't good, but it's not the worst. Yeah, so it says that you walk in, there's a bunch of eyeballs, and what's the, like, there's like a there's like a choice. Yeah, I forgot that we were going to give it a choice. I think the choice is either, like, obviously... Come into my... No, an not like, come, but like, no. step into my Excuse maw! Me. Step into my maw! Come into my mouth cannot... It's, it's asking you mouth. to step into his maw. What do you do? Step into my maw. Um, <laughs> not come. Yeah, so I think... Not come in my mouth. Step in my yeah. mouth. Uh, <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost I, done. My brain's just sort of processing everything we just said and how extremely not here it's going to be in the final product as well. Yeah. Um, so I think your options are obviously step into its maw. Um, your options are poke one of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Your options leave. Or your option is to... Like maybe imitate the voice back at it, and that could be fun because then you could have the voice actor do their impression of Gilbert Godfrey. Right. right. Um, so we got to make a, a situation for all three here, and then we're done. Okay. Just real quick yeah, one. Okay. All right. What happens when you just leave? Because that's clearly the wrong one. Yeah. When you just leave, I think that's fine. I think you leave, but I think for the rest of the game, every like forty-five minutes or so, you just hear kind of very faintly whenever an enemy appears. Step into my mouth. Yeah. 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 But like you not not enough that you're confident you actually even yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the negative. Then outcome. you realize. Then you realize once you open the options up because you're like, I want to hear that again. There's a there's a new slider. There's a new audio slider that says Gilbert Godfrey slider or, or Ma now that, Ma voice slider. Ma voice slider. There you go. Yeah, there yeah, you so go. You have to turn that down, and that's how you solve that issue. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. This is this is the kind of top tier shit you can guarantee will be in the game if you give them a thousand. If you give us a thousand dollars, we'll give a thousand dollars to Black Book and then make this quest. <laughs> if anyone wants to give us a thousand dollars, we read off their PayPal in a previous episode. It was I don't remember money, 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 something. It's not our PayPal. One of my friends took it after we aired the episode, so don't do that. But reach out to us. We'll get it set up, and then we'll donate it to them, and then we'll work with them on a yeah, quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so what what happens when you – should I decide one? Yeah, you do the uh, you do the poke out the eye, and we'll do the step in the mall. Okay, so so it's poke out the eyes? All of them? Poke one of poke the one eyes. Poke one of the eyes. Just one okay. of them. You poke one um, – feverishly. Okay, let me think about this. Okay, you poke one of the eyes with like your finger or a stick yeah. or what's the uh dealer's okay, choice. Okay, um you poke it with your finger and then the eyeball mm-hmm. turns into a jaw and then the jaw doesn't have any <laughs> the teeth. The jaw starts yelling step in. Yeah, the maw doesn't have any teeth um, this time. The, the time last it had teeth and then your arm's stuck in this like weird gummy mess and you can only you know how you have like two options for your book you only have mm-hmm. one option now because one of your hands is in the maw and then you gotta fight oh for like the next combat yeah, or two yeah, yeah. 
That's kind of interesting. I okay. like that. What okay. happens if you step into the mall? And then what happens if you step into the mall? That's yeah. the good one. Um, first off, this has got to be it's this is the good ending, right? right? Stepping into the mall is right. the good clearly, ending. Clearly, really clearly. Because um, the, the moral of that story is that um, if a stranger asks you to step into their house... Nope, no, nope, it's not. Step into their house, you shouldn't be, you know, you should either leave and not poke their windows and, and doors and stuff. You should either come in or leave. Okay. That's a sure. classic Slavic yeah. story, dude. Classic myth, always. <laughs> Good job. Nice job trying to recreate Thanks. that, Duncan. 10 out of 10. So perfect. what happens when you enter? Um, enter? Hmm? When, well, when you step into its maw, um, I think you get... Um, you know, you get welcomed by it. You, like, step into it, and you kind of go into a black void, and there's a bunch of different demons in there, all kind of cackling and laughing. Um, maybe one of them, like, pretty closely resembles, resembles Gilbert Godfrey, but you, you don't know for yeah. sure that you it's him. Um, and I think they kind of, like, they kind of laugh and say that they were making a bet that they could get you to step into this maw by saying the stupidest thing possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you kind of like befriend the demons and then they give you like a little mechanical advantage like the next time, you know, for for the rest of the game, like any time you play a card that's it's like image has like something that has an open mouth on it. It does one extra damage or something. Yeah, you know? or, or they just they or like when you play in a card with the mouth on it, because I'm sure there's like none of them. <laughs> you there's got to be very yeah, there's few. Gotta be, it, it, a, a literal maw opens up from the ground and it, they, they just fall inside. Like it's an insta kill. Yeah, that seems broken. well. It's just for this that encounter. Seems too good, it's just Duncan. For this run. Then it's done. Oh, I was just run. Yeah, like Duncan, it's not. Well, a no, but they're like you know, like you played up to the encounter at the windmill. You know, it's like a day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just for yeah, that for day. For that day. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's the kind of top tier stuff you can expect in the finished product for yeah. sure. That was a brainstorm. If you've ever wanted to know, if you've ever been sitting there going, I wonder what sort of warm ups they do with thoughts from player one. We just did one live. That was a warm up that we would have finished and gone. I don't really feel warmed actually, up right now. Let's maybe do something. Actually, else I feel instead. like it's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh. I think that's enough from us. Listen here again. Black Book, play the demo on Steam. 66k is what they're at. They're late. They're 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 they're, they're 23 days late from being at 100k maybe. Let's get them there. Mhm. Woo! Just saw the number go up to I 67. Here we go, dude. Roll those dice. They're doing Roll it. They're bones. doing it. All right, guys. Um do you have a <laughs> Slavic greeting card for us? I'm going to look at some sort of a greeting card, but I would appreciate it if you read off any of our social media or asked oh. for reviews or did anything like that Firm. No, I don't think so. Um, okay, so... Okay, fair enough. So it'll just cut right to here. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our... <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you want to, it'll just cut right to here, he says, referring to getting rid of the last 35 minutes. <laughs> if you... <laughs> If you fucking all you gotta do is say check us out on iTunes and shit. <laughs> Alright. If you wanna give us the ten thousand dollars to design that quest, what I need you to do <laughs> is find thoughts from P1 on Twitter and DM us. Or give us a follow. <laughs> Our DMs are or open. give us a follow and that will enter you in the ring to give us ten thousand dollars. So that's Yes, we will be doing a random drawing for one of our followers to owe us ten thousand. <laughs> or a thousand, my bad, not ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, 1,000. Yeah, if you want to tell us how good this episode was, uh, we can be reached at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. We have a Facebook that we never post to, but if you follow us there, we'll start posting there. I promise. Pretty please. Just kidding. I posted just the other day. You did? I mean, I posted our episode. Oh, okay. Well, then cancel all that. I don't care if you join that. (laughs) Um, We also have a Discord right now. It's looking... It's kind of empty. We need some people to fill in because we're i want to post like what we're going to be playing like i want people to play these cool games because i think it would be really fun to sort of have a have a book club for these games but we only talk about it and then yeah dude just like how you know how a book club well maybe you guys everyone else can have their own discussion about it i don't know i don't know i want to i want to i just want to harbor a cool i want to make a cool community of people who are playing these interesting games um so if you're interested in that the link should be in that description um i think that's it oh itunes Um, reviews help us i doubt it but go ahead and give it a shot no i no no duncan don't underplay that reviews are actually incredibly helpful on every platform do go ahead and give us on like spotify or whatever uh spotify maybe not so much i don't know that you can do reviews on spotify um but every other you know if you listen via podbean or stitcher or pocket casts or wherever you can leave reviews there so wherever you found us if there's a way to leave a review just go ahead and leave us a five-star review um we'll be we'll be happy we'll maybe even read it on air or you know reach out to you or enter you in a drawing to give us a thousand dollars i don't know you know we'll get something (laughs) out of it though yeah 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 uh, if you if you if you can Go ahead and leave us a, a five-star review or a four-star review, three or less. I think hurts our metrics, so don't do that yeah, one. Yeah, just tell us in a personal email. Yeah, you can write us an email and tell us how shit we are all day. I'll read it. It's confirmed that I love that. <laughs> you have a greeting for it, card for us, you slow, insolent loser. No, oh, I don't like it when we actually do oh. it. It's only funny when you're it's You're very a joke. smart and quick, and you're my favorite podcast friend. Oh, that's so sweet. Podcast, <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, technically, we've had we've had Josh and Michael on twice. Oh. so you're my favorite consistent podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Cool. I'm just kidding. All right, what's All the right. Look, card? I got a bad. I got a bad one. Yeah, I got a bad greeting card. I couldn't find any in based in Slavic mythology that seemed yeah. good. So. You know, there's a raven on their Kickstarter one, so I got one here. There's a bit of a visual component to it. I'll describe it to you. Um, so there's two ravens sitting on what appear to be milk jars for some reason. I don't know why that's there. One of them is saying, where have you been all night? And the other one is wearing big glasses and a whistle for some reason. I don't get that one. It says, I've been out raven. Wow. Uh, and it's a happy birthday Good card. Good night, everyone. Um, that was happy birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. I've been out raven. Happy Happy birthday for <laughs> for you raver ravens. All right, and then you'll cut to right here, and um, that'll be good. We'll just cut out the last oh, 45 minutes or so, and then we got to get I think podcast. it was pretty funny. I'm going to leave it all in. Oh, no. Wow.